eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. I just think overall he's 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 a he's a way better quarterback. You know, he took last year on the chin. He was he'll be the first one to tell you that, you know, that's not how he wanted to play. And for all of us, that's not how any of us wanted to play. But he'll be the first to tell you that. And he's coming out here every single day and he's trying to light our defense up. Like literally light us up. I'm talk I'm talking bombs, anything that he can do. And you just love to see that. He's always checking the play. He's always he's always ready to give you something that you have to think about. And I just think his confidence is through the roof right now. That is New England Patriots veteran safety Adrian Phillips talking about his quarterback, the quarterback of your New England Patriots, Michael McCorkle, Mac Jones, and how Phillips and many other teammates have noticed that Mac Jones is happier. Mac Jones is poised. Mac Jones is confident. Confidence soaring through the roof. Things you love to hear from any member of your favorite football team when talking about your quarterback, a quarterback who obviously was unhappy with the way things went in his sophomore season. Why now is Mac Jones happy? Could it be just Bill O'Brien, a competent, accomplished play caller coming in? Could it be the quality of the players surrounding him now? Could it just be his own development and the fact that he seems to be back on track after a great rookie season and the sophomore slump that we will not talk about any longer on this podcast or anywhere else so long as we don't have to? It could be a combination of things, but the point is Mac Jones is happy now. And the goal of... Bill Belichick's remainder of preseason, Bill O'Brien's work, everything the New England Patriots do going forward should be to make Mac Jones as happy as possible. It's sort of like, you know, the old cliche, happy wife, happy life, happy QB, happy football team. Maybe we always think that it should be happy head coach, happy football team, because we know how the moods of Bill Belichick can swing like the weather in New England. 
you never know. He, Bill could be happy. Uh, like Andy Hart said recently, sometimes you get a happy Bill Belichick and you think, oh, he's got to know something or he's ready to rock and roll on Sunday. And it could be the exact opposite. And Bill could be in a bad mood. And next thing you know, the Patriots absolutely boat race somebody. Who knows? But our goal here today on Breaking Boston for Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023, is to discuss two things we think the New England Patriots need to do to make Mac Jones happy, to keep him happy. As a matter of fact, to improve his happiness, his health, his well-being, and his play overall for the 2023 season. One is a point I would like to address first and foremost here on Breaking Boston. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here from Six Rings and Football Things, the Fitzy and Hart Show, and so much more. First thing I want to talk about is the... Uh, the I won't say budding controversy, but people continue to wonder, those who cover the Patriots, fans alike as well. I even asked the other day on Twitter, you can only pick two between these three players, Malik Cunningham, Kayshawn Booty, and Demario Douglas. I only asked because I just wanted to get a feel from Patriots fans who they were most in love with, who they believed had the highest upside, who could present the most immediate valuable to, uh, rather, excuse me, who could present the most immediate value to the Patriots? Uh, I personally think it's all three, but I just wanted to get a feel from Pats fans as to who they think can and will make the roster and who has the most immediate value. And the resounding reply from everyone, I got hundreds of replies on on X Twitter, Twitter, X, whatever the hell you call it these days. You know, uh, football isn't as confusing as uh, how, how we handle our social media these days. Thanks, Elon. The resounding reply from Pats fans was, I don't choose to only choose two. I want all three. All three need to make the roster. Now, how can that make Mac Jones happy? I agree. I want all three to make the roster. How can keeping a potential third string quarterback who also is trying to make it as a special teamer and a fifth, sixth, seventh receiver, whatever, how could that make Mac Jones happy? Well, Malik Cunningham presents value galore at this point. In addition to potentially being the best scout quarterback the Patriots could draw up or design in a laboratory because of his footwork, elusiveness, and speed, he is also showcasing that he has talent as a receiver, that his speed said elusiveness. He's got good hands. He thinks like a quarterback. So maybe, just maybe, he'll present and deliver some value on special teams and as a receiver as well, and be a good scout quarterback, which would be great for the Patriots to prepare against for their defense. The defense that Mac Jones has recently credited with helping with helping to sharpen his edges and keep him focused and make him a better player. Uh, Malik Cunningham absolutely should make the Patriots roster. I don't know where and how they'll find a spot for him, but they need to find a spot for Malik Cunningham. We've covered this across Every show, every outlet, every podcast at WEEI and beyond, Malik Cunningham for special teams value, wide receiver value, quarterback value. No one else on the team can do what he does. There's a reason they gave the undrafted free agent out of Louisville who set all the rushing records there. Yes, I know he had a little more time than Lamar Jackson to do so. Fact is, he still did it. And when you watch him, do you say, hey, this guy can make plays? That's somebody who presents... Uh, some actual athletic value. That's someone who can be potentially dangerous. Yes, you do. They uh, There's a reason they gave him the most money they ever gave an undrafted free agent. He needs to make the football team. You keep him. You Demario Douglas, I think at this point, even though he wasn't exactly a full participant in Tuesday's uh, more relaxed practice, as Andy Hart and Mike Cadlett called it on the Six Rings recap pod, 
Demario Douglas wasn't a full participant. We continue to wonder exactly what sort of load management they're doing with his preseason reps. Must be because they have something special in store for him or they don't want to put too much tape as to what they've seen in practice versus what uh, potential opponents could see if they put it into the preseason games. Uh, Demario Douglas, he's a, he's a roster lock at this point. And then we get to the curious case of Booty, as we like to call it. Kayshawn Booty. Someone who did not exactly light the world on fire in, in OTAs. Someone who seemed to struggle a bit in minicamp. And the wonder was, oh, is this guy going to have the same issues now plaguing him that plagued him at LSU in the latter part of his career that derailed a very promising receiver career? The guy may have been a first-round pick if he was able to come out after his freshman year. Fastest ever to 100 receptions. I mean, we're talking someone whose early stats in college compared him to the likes of Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham Jr., Jamar Chase, Jarvis Landry. These are stud NFL wide receivers. Can this kid be a stud? I don't need him to be a stud right now. I just need him to be a valuable asset to the offense. I need him to be a potential playmaker. I need him to be available. I just need him on the roster. I just need him on this roster. The Patriots, when you take a look at their wide receiver depth going forward, uh, obviously they're going to keep Pop Douglas. I outline a case. I think we all believe that they need to keep Malik Cunningham for a million reasons. Just think about this. As far as wide receivers go, Trey Nixon just got waived. I didn't think anyone thought he was going to make the team anyway. He just got waived with an injury designation so they could make room for the new nose tackle out of Carolina. Huge six foot five, three seventy nine, and I, I'm being generous with only saying three seventy nine. Markel Thornton, Markel Kai, I don't know. Um, we'll get to know him if he makes the roster. But Tyquan Thornton hasn't been back since he injured himself in Green Bay, leap uh, extending for a big catch. Tyquan Thornton always on the shelf. Uh, Tyquan Thornton seems to be made of chandelier glass. He is Trey Fragile. Trey Nixon gone. Trey Fragile always on the shelf. You got three dependable wide receivers, Kendrick Bourne, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Devontae Parker. In them, Juju Smith-Schuster signed for three years, so he'll be here for at least the next couple of years. But Devontae Parker's reworked contract, the three for $33 million or whatever it was, is basically just so he could get a little more money up front now, guaranteed, and make the roster this year. That, that, that deal wasn't really about Devontae Parker getting paid long-term. That was about Devontae Parker and his agent finding a way to secure a little money and guarantee he would be on the roster this year. I can't even tell you the guy's going to be on the roster in 2024. So Devontae Parker could be kind of a one-year wonder here for the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne, this is the final year of his three-year $15 million deal with the Patriots. So you don't even have a big wide receiver room set going forward as well. Can't depend on Tyquan Thornton. Bourne could be gone. Parker could be gone. So you basically have Juju Smith-Schuster and likely Pop Douglas. And who else? Kayshawn Butte, someone we could see a higher ceiling on if he keeps his mind right, if he avoids off-field incidents. Hopefully he's not hanging around Jack Jones too often or traveling with Jack Jones. And he can uh, stay healthy. Obviously, the ankle issue was something that plagued him in college. If he can avoid all of those issues, he should be able to make the roster. And look look where else the Patriots aren't exactly flush with weaponry in depth. Uh, in the running back room, they recently bring in Ezekiel Elliott because you need a veteran running back to back up uh, Ramondre Stevenson, but also because Kevin Harris hasn't exactly broken through and shined. Uh, the, someone else we, you know, Pierre Strong Jr., someone we were hoping would be a dynamic playmaker with the, those eight touchdowns in his senior season at North Dakota State at 50 yards or more. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's dinged up this camp. We haven't seen the home run hitting speed. He hasn't exactly 
popped as the third down backslash offensive weapon receiver running back that we would love to see. So it's basically Ramondre, Zeke, and at this point. Uh, Ty Montgomery can't stay healthy. Back at practice on Tuesday, and as Andy Hart and Mike Cadlick noted, seemed to have a little hitch in his giddy-up. Still isn't right. This guy has not been able to stay healthy. I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone too soon. Tight end room. Let's look over there. You got Hunter Henry. He's poised for a solid season. He said it was the first offseason where he was healthy, uh, was able to, quote, attack the offseason. That was important for him. So uh, you got Hunter Henry. Great. Mike Kosicki returned in a red non-contact jersey, but he had a mild shoulder dislocation a couple weeks ago. He'll be lucky if he's able to be back for game one. He's only on a one-year deal as well, and this is Hunter Henry's final year of his three-year $37.5 million deal. So you don't have great depth in the running back room, and you got two guys in Ramondre and Zeke who are probably going to be steady Freddies and a focal point of the offense, but Zeke's only here on a one-year deal. You have no depth in the tight end room. I don't want to hear it about Ferkser or Sokol or anyone else. Those are blocking bodies and backup Charlies as far as I'm concerned, and none of these guys are guaranteed to be on the roster next year. The, running, the wide receiver room isn't flush with depth as well. Not exactly the most dynamic wide receiver room. We've seen websites ranking the Patriots' talent at receiver, putting them in the lower third, and we're being generous and kind here. That's an issue. Uh, you have to keep these kids. You have to keep all three of these guys if so you can start a new receiver room. So you can put Tyquan Thornton, uh, give him an injured designation, put him on IR right now, let him try to get his body right and figure out a way to put on some weight and maybe just maybe stay healthy. And then you give these kids a chance to showcase. Like, you've got your dependable veterans on the on the top of the roster and see what these kids can add. If they stink, if Kayshawn Booty can't stay healthy, if he's got an attitude issue, if he's just not a good fit, then halfway through the season, send him packing, put him back on the practice squad if he sneaks through, call Tyquan Thornton back up after he comes through uh, if he's on injured reserve for a while. They have the avail like this is available to them. This is an important issue for the Patriots to stack some young depth and potential playmaking talent on the roster. Okay, so that's point number one. And point number two, I I only noticed this the other day. Now it's sort of caught on on Patriots Twitter and social media. Uh, obviously, as, as we've joked about calling it the hobo rumble, the bum fight on the right side of the line. Who's going to be the right tackle? What are the Patriots going to do? They've given everyone under the sun an audition and a crack at right tackle. Riley Reef has gotten reps there, the veteran who came in on a one-year $5 million deal. City So, the rookie out of Eastern Michigan who hasn't played tackle since 2018, he's gotten some run over there. Connor McDermott has played some reps. They threw Andrew Stuber into the game. Stuber! Uh, against Green Bay, Stuber allowed a Green Bay defensive end to come right in and throw Mac Jones to the ground. Not great, Bob. Not great. We know depth on the Patriots' offensive line is a massive issue. Easiest way to keep Mac Jones in a bad mood all season long is to have defenders keeping Mac Jones on his ass. Ezekiel Elliott is great in pass protection, but he can't be a sixth offensive lineman all the time. He can't get every defender. He can't get every rusher. He can't pick up every blitzer. But you know who can is a capable left or right tackle. And at this point now, the Patriots should just admit that their offseason plan of throwing a variety of bodies uh, going uh, qua quantity, if you will, over quality has not panned out. And so while they can go, they can go both quantity and potentially quality at the receiver position at tackle. They need to go quality over quantity. I noticed this from Mike Renner uh, the other day who used to work for Pro Football Focus that there could potentially be someone available uh, at the tackle position in the form of Arizona's Josh Jones. 
Now, you may have never heard of him before, but you're probably thinking, hey, as many Joneses as possible. Uh, we already have a Mac Jones. We got a Marcus Jones. We got a Jonathan Jones. We got a Jack Jones. Let's add a Josh Jones. That way, one, one-tenth of the Patriots roster is legitimately Jones. Um, here was the tweet from Mike Renner. Uh, I have no inside info here, but I have to think Cardinals offensive tackle Josh Jones is going to be elsewhere week one. Last year of his rookie deal, he's not slated to start, and he's at minimum a starting caliber offensive tackle who's looked great at both right and left tackle this preseason. Perhaps the Arizona Cardinals have been showcasing his value, popping him in at both tackle spots. Jones last year said that it feels like home for him playing over at left tackle, but this may not necessarily be his decision to make if he wants to go to a team and have a shot to start. Now, why wouldn't a guy who seems like a quality tackle uh, three years into the league, this is his fourth year, uh, why wouldn't this guy be starting in Arizona? Uh, Arizona is not going to be a good football team this year. They would probably love to stack up some more draft picks because Arizona has at left tackle, they have DJ Humphreys, who was out last year. He was injured. That's how Josh Jones, who was a third-round pick out of the University of Houston in 2020, was able to jump in and get some starts and look terrific. All right, DJ Humphreys, he's back now. They also have Kelvin Beecham, uh, an 11-year veteran who signed a two-year deal. Uh, he's likely going to get some time at swing tackle for them. And we don't necessarily know what they're going to do with their first-round pick, who Kyler Murray lobbied for. They took the enormous and super athletic Paris Johnson Jr. with the number six overall pick. So you've got Paris Johnson Jr., DJ Humphreys, two absolute giants of human beings, and you also have Kelvin Beach, and plus they have a couple other veteran tackles, uh, uh, Julian Davenport and Jackson Barton. Uh, thank you very much to Revenge of the Birds and SB Nation Arizona Cardinals blog for the information there. Okay, so it seems like Josh Jones, who can play both left tackle and right tackle and had some excellent grades, pro football focus, gave him quality grades in pass blocking, run blocking, and overall in 2022. This guy's a good starting tackle, and that was a lousy football team last year. He would probably love to go someplace and compete for a starting job. Hey, Patriots, get on the phone. I don't, I don't want to hear about McDermott anymore or Stuber or Hines or So or Moffey or Reef or, you know, kicking on when you out to right tackle. If Belichick and company believe he's best suited at right guard where he's played the majority of his pro career, when he comes back, pop him back in at right guard. You could have Riley Reef and Connor McDermott as your veteran swing tackles, or you could just say, hey, Riley Reef, I see now why Cincinnati and Chicago and other teams recently have said thanks for coming, but we're all set. You may maybe you part ways with him sooner than later. You make Connor McDermott your swing tackle. You could always kick so out there later on if you need to. I don't know what the hell you do with Stuber at this point. He hasn't done anything since they took him in the seventh round of 2022. Trade for Josh Jones. I don't know what it's going to cost. Maybe Arizona would take a third round pick. Let me ask you this: Who among us, who among us, wouldn't be in on the Patriots sending a third round pick next year, a fourth round pick next year? to Arizona for a guy who not only could A, help you potentially shore up a position of dire need, not just need or even great need, dire need on your team right now, a team where your quarterback is improving, where your quarterback is happy, where your quarterback, as the safeties are saying, is improving on the ready and he's confident and he's happy. If you think you're going to try to keep up with not just the Joneses internally, but the Joneses of the AFCs, Buffalo, Miami, the Jets, and a turbocharged AFC overall, you're going to need quality line play. You can't just throw, 
a bunch of stiffs and Charlies and other guys over at right tackle and say, well, someone by default is going to win the job. You have a starting caliber tackle available who probably will not cost you very much. Make the trade. Go get him. Don't let some other team capitalize on the value Josh Jones could bring to another NFL team now. Make the trade. I don't. There's every reason under the sun why the Patriots should go and get this guy for now. And also, if this is his fourth year and he's a free agent next year, uh, guess what the Patriots don't have next year? Tackles, period. None. Trent Brown, walk year. Contract year, Trent Brown, wouldn't it be great if he shows up? You never know with the mercurial Trent Brown. Hopefully, if he gets that one final deal, uh, something Orlando Brown-sized like he signed with Cincinnati, uh, that may be a little bit much. If you think there's any chance under the sun, he's going to get another deal. He's going to have to ball out this year, but he's not signed with the Patriots next year. McDermott, please, I don't know. He's not uh, a tackle next year. Stubert, Reef, they don't have any tackles. Literally, they have no tackles on the roster going forward. However, trade for Josh Jones, you get a peak. You just paid for not only a potential starting caliber left or right tackle for this season, but you also get first peek at whether or not this guy is a long-term solution for your tackle position. Maybe he comes in this year and plays right. He's played right tackle for the Cardinals. Then maybe next year, if you're all set with Trent Brown, check please. Then maybe you say, okay, Josh Jones, we'll sign you to a nice little deal, give you some uh, available bucks. I'm not sure if you've heard this, but the Patriots have a ton, I believe that is the actual financial turn, a blank ton of money available to them salary cap-wise next year. You could sign Josh Jones. Wham! Now you get a left tackle of the future. And he was also able to come in at a value at a value price, not a crazy salary this year, probably not for too much too much in terms of trade equity of the Cardinals, and you get a peak at a left tackle of the future. So in closing, how do we make Mac Jones happy? We build depth on the roster by holding on to the young receivers and the quarterback special team wide receiver hybrid in Malik Cunningham and also Demario Douglas could potentially be the slot receiver of the future and Kayshawn Booty, someone who could be an actual outside receiver that can win high points, who's physical, who's big, has speed. And maybe, just maybe, he doesn't have to be the steal of the draft, but he could get back on track to the potential he showed as a first-year freshman, a rook, uh, if you will. They don't call them rookies. They don't call them first-years. They call them freshmen. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, as a freshman back at LSU, that would be tremendous. And you go get him a tackle. And you get him a tackle not only for now, so he doesn't get killed this year or doesn't get sacked and have his potential for this very happy comeback season derailed, but you possibly get him a tackle for the future as well. It all just makes too much sense. So there's our little presentation today on Breaking Boston, brought to you by your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens of Six Rings and Football Things. Things the Patriots can do now to make Mac Jones happy, improve the team, and continue to help him build his confidence going forward. Keep the receivers, trade for Josh Jones, Then we'll see this offense maybe get into a better place going forward and the challenge of a very daunting schedule in 2023 will be undertaken and on the way. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please give, when you get a chance, rate, review, subscribe, and share. To here to Breaking Boston, where we start with the sports story of the day, give you a hot cup of what we're talking about for you, the diehard Boston sports superfan. And don't forget to subscribe to and follow Six Rings and Football Things with that jumbo heart, Mike Cadlick contributing along the way, and me, Nick Fitzy Stevens, at FitzyGFY. Have a great day. We'll be talking more Patriots. Don't forget, preseason game number three, the finale to the pretend season, Friday night, 8-15, Patriots at Titans. Hopefully, we'll see a little showcase 
of a couple of new receivers and a quarterback hybrid, and maybe, just maybe, they'll find a way to bring in a tackle. Let's keep Mac Jones happy. See ya!